A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also Monday Night Raw, and Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews around table discussions and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though <sighs> look ahead to raw tonight and the fallout from the raw after wrestlemania <laughs> with all the fallout from wrestlemania on that show but more importantly hamlet cody rhodes's first raw match in six years three star cody lfg <laughs> I, I, here we are this is the chaos we were speaking about it's going to be so weird to see cody rhodes normalized after two weeks i like the miss I'm going to be the high guy on this match in general, or certainly not as low as the internet weirdly went. What did you expect? Cody Rhodes is returning to WWE. He's returning at the grind, the churn, the matches upon matches upon rematches upon rematches. He's going to fight everybody, and three quarters of the roster are big dull duds. Like, And again, let me reiterate, I like The Miz, but he's a big dull dud in this context because most people against Cody and a graphic are... Um, yeah, so I, I was a bit surprised at the response to this, but again, I would just ask... What else did you expect? Mm. It's kind of Cody's role, if he can do it, to elevate these moribund mid-card matches into feeling something bigger than they are. I'm not sure he can do it. The first match that doesn't go to a finish is going to feel weird. It's going to feel icky that like Cody's just gone to a DQ or something. I don't think that's tonight. He probably just beats them is. But this is this is where we are. This is what we're living in. It's Cody's contract. <laughs> I can't wait for this. No, <laughs> Until the bloom comes off that rose. I'm just going to really enjoy all of this. I, I, again, just for the fact that it's an AEW guy in a WWE ring, just that total mashup of contexts just drives so much intrigue uh, for me. I want to know if it goes to a DQ. I want to <laughs> know if they're going to run it back next week. Like the Take I, it even to WrestleMania Backlash. Maybe even that. Like <laughs> Maybe even that. Like I just want to see how ruthlessly Cody's words are undermined by the system and how much that is indicative of how little agency he might have, or, you know, how for how long they might actually care about sort of preserving the character in his intended vision. He said, and it got undermined literally before he did the lockup at WrestleMania, 
He said, I hope no one goes for the low-hanging fruit um, of me being the minor leagues in AEW. Because it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Seth Rollins kicked him in the head and said, "Go back, welcome back to the major leagues. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Corey Graves on commentary in a sort of a line that I think a lot of people, because if we dwell on that and be really cynical, and maybe we are right to be cynical about this thing that Corey Graves said, oh, that room, this genuinely magical moment, I want WWE to be good for 25 friggin' minutes. Is that too much to ask? Mm. <laughs> Cody hasn't been kicked that hard in six years. Oh. So the implication is that everyone sucks. We've got the biggest cacks and we're the goddamn best. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's just what's been doing for the last six years? Uh, we want to go big show. Can just about put that over. Um, <laughs> with the, in, like, the implication that he's been doing something. <laughs> Has we kicked that hard in there six years? <laughs> 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 so I'm just waiting for a hope beyond hope. That and I never thought I would say this. I hope beyond hope that we get some kind of verbal segment. You know that weird raw device where it's like, here's an advertised match for once. Can't just have the match. Here's a opening promo segment building up the match that we've already announced. There's no real reason for it to, to mm. be here. You do the promo the week before, surely. But it's written on the, the back of a of a beer mat, so it doesn't really matter. I hope there's some kind of back and forth verbal battle because the Miz will absolutely, as instructed by a writer, Go for that low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Say, ah, oh, there's a real star in this match, a real celebrity who's crossed over on a different television, and it's me. <laughs> not, I know he's not Seth Rollins, but it's, <laughs> it's the same copy. It's all the same. Cody can't even do the, so what do you want to talk about? Because nobody's going to answer the Miz. Like, they're not going to tee him up with the opportunity to speak on him. The thing is, the Miz is kind of a conditional star, is how I would describe yeah. him. When he's in there with Dominic Mysterio... Not a star, but he does have it in him to go in there with like a Cena mm. or you know someone else, mm. <laughs> and he can be a star in like the proper context with the proper storyline, and he can always have an inherent star power that not even WWE can dull. Um, so I think this match will be loud, hot, and that'll obscure some of the shonky bits of work. Mm. I say this, it'll probably go seven minutes. It'll this probably go thing, seven minutes and go to an unfinished. It's WWE. This is the thing. Me and Andy were talking about this. Because I said on the, on the news, I thought the pre- presentation of Cody Rhodes so far by WWE has been absolutely perfect. Mm. I mean, I, the only thing I would change was put his promo at the end of Raw last week rather than the beginning. But, you know, whatever. Um, this is the first real test. And like you say, if you were booking it in your head, you'd be like, oh, he just runs through the Miz. And that's because... That's like well, the Miz, but also you can be like, "Oh, it's recently former WWE champion, the Miz, and look how easily Cody gone past him." But then you look at the clock and go, "Oh bollocks!" There's two hours and fifty five minutes more to fill. So yeah, let's stretch this out and potentially let's drag this out to WrestleMania backlash. Like, contextually, the Miz is a great first opponent in a company that can book. Like you wouldn't have Cody wrestle yet. You would maybe so he's come back for Seth Rollins, almost like that's a free hit kind of thing. And then you drag out Cody's first match to WrestleMania Backlash. I know it's a TV industry now, so it's like different. Or maybe, you know, like a big Raw, a bigger mm. one than this one. And it's the Miz. Because I think we even talked about this on the provider that he might debut before WrestleMania. He's Captain WWE. So it, you can tell a little story off the back of that. You don't even need to say where Cody's been, but you just need to say, well, look, but where he's come back to. And as part of his road to winning the world title, just like Dusty always wanted... He's got to beat everybody in WWE, including one of the flag wavers of the organization in The Miz. So I wouldn't rule out this WrestleMania backlash match. And typically, if you say, oh, well, they're fighting The Miz on Raw tonight. Who are they going to face the pay-per-view? The Miz. The Miz. Like, they, just, they just do it again. Like, this match here 
doesn't necessarily mean that it won't happen again. So this match, if anything, could be could actually tell that story. They could fight again, and the Miz can come up with some bollocks like uh, your first match back, and you were pushed to the limit against me because you've not been keeping WWE pace all these years. And then the story is going to be remember when Nakamura came up from NXT, ex NXT champion, and it's fresh out of New Japan Pro Wrestling still. And the idea was, yeah, but can he uh, can he take on Dolph Ziggler or Backlash? Can he uh, can he survive the WWE? Can he hang? Yeah, can he hang in WWE? That'll be. Let's say this goes to a DQ or any kind of non-finish. That will be the Miz's rationale for the rematch and the story going into backlash. I thought you were back to win the belt and you can't even hang like in your first match back with me. But, but you know, like the I could see them going down that route. Uh, we've also got a title match tonight. Michael Sidgwick, could the women's tag team titles change hands this evening? It's such a sharp pivot in my interest levels. <laughs> when you go from Cody to this. When you go from a guy who's made himself an undeniable, to use his own nomenclature, star, to then everything else that's happening on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, we'll be talking about the Cody in the same tone as this, and I do not look forward to that day because I really like Cody. I'm a Cody guy, and uh, yeah, that's going to happen. I'm going to sit here and in the same kind of completely and utterly listless, disinterested tone, talk about... The WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. What's the match? I don't even know the champion. It's Sasha Banks and Naomi versus... Versus the people they faced last week who they defeated in the uh, Contenders match. Uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, Mega exploding it. Liv pinned Sasha on SmackDown. Right. Um, well, so because she holds a title. Well, Holding she, a title is a bad thing. And it means you are bad at this. And now... That's what it means. It's the right. opposite of what it should be. And now Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, I suppose, have got momentum. Yeah, um, so they're splitting tonight, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They, oh, yeah, they could stretch out. I think they've made it clear, haven't they? Like, they we were talking about this on the SmackDown review. There was absolutely no reason for Liv Morgan to beat Sasha Banks, but they realised on Monday they booked it arse backwards, and it's like, right now we've got to give you, a re- you the fan, a reason to be angry that Rhea Ripley has turned on Liv Morgan because otherwise it's just back-to-back losses and you would think she was a complete loser and if you were Rhea Ripley you'd turn two. I think they're all complete losers. It's <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Cody at the minute. The split is forthcoming because people not me, I don't think anyone around this table actually, but people, you, there is conversation happening about this, are quite excited about Rhea Ripley joining the Goths. I'm excited. Okay. I genuinely am excited. I mean, no, I'm not excited. I'm intrigued. I, I I, mm, I don't like the aesthetic. I don't particularly like any of the people in it. But oddly enough, if anyone was going to get over out of that group, it probably would be Rhea Ripley, actually. Like, more so than Damien Priest will, more so than Edge will. So maybe. But I, I think people do want to see that, and this seems to be the first step towards putting her in there. They split tonight, and she she's rediscovered her dark side, and she's a perfect... So Liv Morgan bollocks it up for everyone. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's, like, in the post-match going, hey, it's... And then, like, she kicks her head in. Yeah. And then she turns gath. This is my blue tellity. <laughs> following week. He's been hanging around with me too much, hasn't he? Uh, let's I think he's had a perfect match, to be honest. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's continue. Will it be great? The match? I think there's a, there's a good, I think it, there's a good Trying chance. something to talk about it. Sasha and Naomi <laughs> are, are a decent team. Sasha Banks is quite good. General consensus. I think you said before you think she's quite a good wrestler. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Rhea Ripley. Well, how do you have a bad match against this Rhea might, Ripley? This might, yeah, this might be all right. All right. They they pulled the match back from the brink. At Trying Raw. to make it consistent with the Dynamite previews, you know. Yeah. At, at Raw last week, they played the DX music halfway through the match. And oh all, yeah, that was all, the all the wrestlers, all the wrestlers were thrown that? off. The referee was thrown off. 
Halfway through the match, he just went, are you ready? And everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Played it for like 30 seconds. Like, Rhea Ripley stopped and was like, what the f*** are you doing? Like, all the rest of us were off. break. Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, aye, they uh, they got that back on track, and people were genuinely hot for the finish. Sasha and Naomi have got that cool. <laughs> and, then, and then they went to an ad break, another ad break, and they went, are you ready? Yeah, they're not And they were going, right, kids, <laughs> chop your crotch on camera, going, suck it, suck it, mom, you suck it, you suck it. They don't have a kiss cam anymore, Sage. Right, hype the crowd. They don't use a kiss cam. COVID, sexual assault, who knows? But they don't have a kiss cam. So they have these, like, sort of do something else to the camera in the breaks, get people hype and stuff. So, like, imagine, like, all the cool new stars and all their super over taunts that they could do. Nah, DX, John Cena, Steve Austin. Take like, it. Undertaker is like, do your best dead man face. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your parents to suck it. Like, all this sort of stuff. Like, anyone, anyone off the main roster today. Nah, nah, more John Cena. I still don't have the, uh, understand how the Undertaker fits into this. Because when I was at school, I was in year eight. When 1998, yeah. it's like popping, or year nine, mm-hmm. one of the two. You're most stupidly hormonal, peacocking stuff, oh, like yeah. full of stuff that you didn't know how to siphon, and you're just up a height the whole time, absolutely raj. When, like, just on the thing of this crowd reaction stuff, just an incidental point on the Undertaker star power, yeah. which I will take every single opportunity to sort of bury. At school, you either did two things. You either did say to your t- history teacher, suck it, suck it, suck it, <laughs> like behind their back, or like when they were going out, like, the filing cabinet, you're going, suck it, suck it. Or you try and get your mate with the stunner. Yeah. So you either try and elbow them in the gut, and they go, I don't know what's coming here. I'm not going to do that. And they'd smack their head off the wall. <laughs> or they'd see your arms outstretched, and they'd go, Ugh! and then like, uh, uh, either stunned them, or they hit the, head on, the back of the head on <laughs> It was great. I noticed. I'm flipped. This used to happen in your school as mm-hmm. well. You're yeah, like oh, stupidly yeah. hormonal teenagers do the stupid thing. Yeah. Ever tell one of your mates to rest in peace? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I didn't. Not once. No, I didn't. Yeah, lads, we roll our eyes back in our head. No, no, <laughs> no. Go on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely bloody, you know? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, let's talk about uh, 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 Edge and a Christian. Uh, <laughs> Damien Priest. <laughs> this new, 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 that's what I'm sticking with now. I'm it's calling good. them that. It is good. Uh, Damien Priest in action against AJ Styles. Uh, more shenanigans here? Yes. Edge and AJ Styles is happening again, whether we want to watch it or not. That's happening at WrestleMania Backlash. I've been reliably informed by Twitter that that match was one of the best matches of WrestleMania weekend. <sighs> so dull. God damn. Who was there? Was it Dave Meltzer? There was one high-profile voice that was full of praise for it. And, uh, I just love Edge. I do so. not get it. just loves Edge. It was Michael Hayes telling them, like, come on, lads, slow it down. Make it mean something. Yeah, make uh, them come up for the finish. They did not. Come <laughs> up. <laughs> this is your face when the do 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 make it mean something. Ugh, it was very boring. <laughs> um, so what should happen theoretically? Brand new stable, establish them as big deals from the off. Damien Priest wins clean because now he's hanging out with Edge and they're laughing at all of us stupid fools. He's suddenly empowered with some sort of new renewed confidence. Uh, instead, AJ will have the match won. Over Damien Priest, despite him being empowered with this new confidence, Edge will run in, DQ, rematch set for the pape. Has AJ got any mates? Last week, all the agents, like one of them losers that has to have the agents and the referees make the save. <laughs> AJ's about to be concerted on Raw. The agents make the save, and everybody starts chanting for Jamie Noble. AJ Styles has got no friends. <laughs> I mean, the fire, these two closest yeah, ones. True, yeah. The fire, these two closest friends. Who else is he aligned with in... WWE. Finn Balor on a technicality, I guess. They were never the leaders together, but there's this They whole, did the whole, they've done yeah, two sweet backstage, mm-hmm. did it after the match. Finn Balor's a cock then, isn't he? Has he, has he got anybody else? Finn Balor's busy with... I got nothing left. 
Yeah, I, I sense this is just further developments towards WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I don't want to watch the match again. I don't, it's the, 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 what they're building to, or the, what they're asking you to enjoy. Like, because it's May, I think, will still be um, Hell in a Cell. We're getting three. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting this three times. It's going to end in a cell. Oh, of course we'll get the three times. It's yeah. a WWE up a mid-card feud. <laughs> what is it, Edge? I smell priest. Like, obviously, like, the thing the best, I think you look like, like Meryl. They have a laugh together, don't they? Have a laugh together. He's like, the, like metal. He's his young prodigy. He's got, he's got so many years to. to <laughs> <laughs> Someone did call him the young lion. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I see the thing you do. We get squall for uh, king too much ass. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I hate everything. Edge <laughs> sucks. Just like. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, let's instead then talk about the new arrival on uh, on Raw. We can talk about both of them actually here, but let's start with Veer Mahan. He finally came last week. <laughs> Shut up, man! And uh, this week Arsenal. he's uh, he's facing Rey Mysterio. Is this going to be one of those new monsters that they push post WrestleMania? You reckon? Oh, why I? Why I? And if you want to know if there's any more monsters getting pushed soon, you can check out uh, whatculture.com/slash WWE for ten bizarre candidates. The post WrestleMania push. They always pick weird ones, don't they? Yeah, Ezekiel this year, which we'll get to. Mia, uh, Via Mahan. In the past, we've had um, Make Darren Young Great Again, Jinder. Shining Stars, Jinder. I always realize Austin's gone, or Goldberg's gone, or Lesnar gone, or Triple H is gone, whatever the case may be. Um, Everyone else is born. That's why, <laughs> we got, that's why we got Triple H and you know the like on the show in the first place. That means. So everyone on the existing roster is boring, hence why we had to get the part-timers to make it seem interesting. Now the part-timers are gone, or well, the boring ones are still here. Uh, let's get someone weird that no one would ever expect. <laughs> and uh, this year it's Ezekiel and Via Mahan. Uh, Via Mahan was so funny last week, right? The whole idea is getting heat. He's a heel, getting heat. 
this company's so goddamn incompetent. Have someone, anyone, doesn't matter who, really, struggle for like 10 minutes, like enter a really spirited performance. They might even win, or they might lose. Either way, you come out of it thinking, yeah, babyface, worthy of my support. A good reaction. Well, well done, you. Well done, you. <laughs> because you think the heel is like a real bad guy for beating up the guy that you like or who's just shown a lot of balls and spirit. Like Dominic Mysterio <laughs> got absolutely trucked in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Like a total geek. From and a then, guy who seemingly turned babyface after attacking Logan Paul. Oh, I don't know yeah. where the Miz is at. Yeah. And then Via Mahan, like, beats up Dominic Mysterio. It's like, well, I don't care because he's a geek. I like he's an absolute rubbish geek. I like the fact Phil Chambers pointed this out. It's like Vim Hans just been waiting in Gorilla. He's been coming, but he's been coming because he's been sat there going, not yet, not yet, not yet, Fear. Wait for you. This is the moment. This is it. Like, it's <laughs> Rey Mysterio's son's been beaten in 60 seconds. Now it's my time. It was like 30. What an absolute joke. Look, if Vim Hans could go, and I kind of think he can. He's got like a raw explosivity to his work. Um, Rey Mysterio's... Other than AJ Styles, I guess, is the mm-hmm. absolute best barometer of whether or not you can go. Then again, it kind of makes no sense for Vieta to do his 12-minute match yet. So I think they're relying on audience sympathy towards Rey Mysterio to get him over. All of this is very sound, and I do like Vieta Mahan, so I am actually unironically looking forward to this. It's oddly quite big as Vieta Mahan's proper debut match. Like I would have absolutely seen him go into Rey Mysterio sooner rather than later. They like the said this before about Carly, they like the nose-to-nipple visual that you get with Rey Mysterio that you don't get with many others, but then the actual promise of a great match after mm. you've got the daft visual. So it's either it's either a show of faith or a complete lack of a one. It's either they want to get yeah. him going straight away or they're so panicked that he can't do out that they want to give him the best possible chance. I guess we'll see. Like, I guess we'll get the answer to that question tonight. Well, I'm sort of the same as Sidgwick. Like, I'm curious about this at very least. It's not that he debuts last week with his attack and then... They just say Veer Mahan in action, and you get a chokehold on a jobber for two minutes that feels flat and uninteresting. And again, it's this idea of like, well, wow, they're doing Rey Mysterio now. What could they possibly do at WrestleMania Backlash? Rey Mysterio. Rey and Dominic. Rey and Dominic in a handicap match. Yeah, just versions of what we've already seen. They're not afraid to do that. Uh, A quick word on Ezekiel. I didn't hate that Ezekiel Kevin Owens thing last week, and I think that was probably down to Kevin Owens. I don't want to be too Mm -hmm. cruel to Ezekiel having to try with this new box fresh version of an old gimmick and it's a the twin brother stuff is daft but kind of knowingly daft in a way that pro wrestling can get away with if everybody applies enough conviction to the situation and owens certainly did so uh, like i'm on the hook for a week or two maybe i'm not yet tired of it tired of the gag they've not of course they didn't it was one week then ran it into the ground like i'll take another week of this and i think as much as you could look at this one way i mean like wow what a drop off for kevin owens had the night of his career Against Stone Cold Steve Austin and now this. That's not how WWE works. They're not thinking, right, he's had this. On he goes for this next 12 months. Maybe in 12 months' time, he's going to win the world title. It's like, no, I've had your best moment. Everything from this point onwards is gravy. Anything you do for us, the reason you signed your your contract to January has been fulfilled in three months. (laughs) It's the next few years, (laughs) basically. Um, I I thought Owens got quite a lot out of that last week. And Ezekiel put enough into it that I'm not bored of any of this yet. It's too silly for it to not work on some stupid WWE undercard way. I'm not taking that much stock in it. I don't think about where the character could go. It's a stupid thing, and WWE kind of excels at stupid things. On that basis, it's a quintessentially stupid WWE thing that I'm not not into. Honestly, rather, this specific promotion do this kind of thing than call up Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Even though I know Tommaso Ciampa is 
demonstrably capable of working mm. incredible matches and doing good storylines and all the rest of it. I just know what this company likes. And I'd rather they liked something I didn't than not like something I do. Yeah. Oh, old Man Champa's another one rumoured for Edge's young guns, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Edge's old mates. You could even have a bit of fun with it where Ezekiel says, WWE stands for, and then just says, World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? Wrestle with Ezekiel. <laughs> uh, we've also got the Usos. They're coming to Raw. They're coming for RK, bro. They are coming to unify the tag team titles. I haven't really had a chance to ask either of you what you think about the idea of unifying the tag team titles. And yeah, how do you think things are going to go down tonight? I didn't see the development coming, and I don't hate it. Something to look at and something to think about. And I'm not particularly that fussed with Usos and RK, bro. They've had matches where WWE have tried to tell you, you're not going to believe it, the Usos are on Raw. Like, what a like collector's item this is when you know they do this sort of stuff all the time. Now there's actually a story attached to it. Roman is looking over both his shoulders and now looking at them thinking, well, I want them to have both belts too. Like, uh, I don't think this is bad. I, I, I'm not that passionately invested in the tag belts that I'll be crying if they're unified. And RK Bro have kind of beaten everybody in this division at the moment. That there's something oh, they got the belts. They got the belts. They beat everybody. There's something to this. There's a again. It's a WrestleMania backlash match if both belts are on the line. Where yeah, I'll have a passing interest in the stakes. I think if you did if you did RK Bro versus Usos versus Street Profits. I know it's another six man, but. That's phenomenal, that combination. It's not phenomenal. That's a bastard well, the meaning of words. Street Profits get both sets of belts. Yeah, all the <laughs> belts, belts are on the line. Yeah. Street Profits have got a legitimate challenge for the, for at least one set of titles. So you just have all the titles, I don't know, hanging above the ring. Big ladder match. been ages since we've had a ladder match. Here he comes. Here he goes. So, yeah, I genuinely would be up for that. I think it'd be great. This is one of those dangerous things where you could talk about it. You can maybe even get excited about it. And then what happens, happens. And it just eradicates all of that. Um, sort of hype and anticipation. They could very easily just do an unfinished tonight. And you could think, oh, I remember Main Event J. They could bring back Main Event J. And they fail to um, really get disqualified for kicking too much ass. So the obvious cheating in the match is thrown out. The un- and the belts aren't unified. And the whole idea is, I've got anyone on SmackDown to work Roman. So what if he goes, what if we go back to more bloodline drama? And Roman versus J gets revisited. Roman... It's pissed off because Jay doesn't bring home the, the unified titles, and that s- sparks that again. Or they simply unify the titles, and then they make the bloodline look like really cool because they've got loads of belts, and what? <laughs> that just visually conveys something that's already become a little bit suboptimal, and that is Roman Reigns is way up here, and everybody else is way down there. So it's bad. It was hard enough investing in any Roman Reigns match, knowing that, yeah, he's not going to drop the title until he's 2023, probably. This is in 2020 or <laughs> 2021, <laughs> people were thinking this. Now that he's got both belts, it just it makes it all the more difficult to believe. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> Not have a chance. Uh, I, I'm not into belt unification stuff. I'm not into um, belts on both brands either, but if you can have a brand split, put like a different set of belts on all of them. Mm. Just makes it less mundane to have all the mm. same acts on, on across five hours of telly. Uh, finally, Sige, we've got the VIP lounge featuring Omos tonight. Big George enters the uh, VIP lounge, of course, after uh, MVP betrayed Bobby Lashley last week, sort of solidifying his, his baby face turn. 
this kind of worked out best for everyone in terms of Bobby Lashley's MVP. Bobby Lashley's great face. Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah. Bobby <laughs> Who, Lashley's not only is a much worse wrestler than Lashley, but also Bobby Lashley beat him clean in the middle. <laughs> and certainly, the 38. certainly a great need for MVP skills. Yes, that was more of what I was angry himself at. Himself I was, was doing his thing where he was talking about like you know the storyline. And I was talking about, like, the, the reality. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, make a joke. Two jokes. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, almost has got a mouthpiece now. And Bobby Lashley can come in and presumably trash the VIP lounge as part of this. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. But him, like, sort of... We, we could do, like, a backbreaker on one of the chairs or the sofas and, like, break it in half with his knee. <laughs> That's great. I just like watching, like, ridiculously stacked units breaking stuff like the Lesnar stuff like, this is what you watch WWE for mm. not the long term storylines not the promos not even the in-ring quality like legitimate spectacles and if there's more of this that you've just pitched then absolutely I will have some of this jacked fellas throwing sofas just buying game like just hiding those little like the gold pillars that hold those red ropes up and just launching them as far yeah. as you could like javelins to the top of the ramp or something <laughs> love all that I, yeah. it's, I'm not it's weird they've done the match <laughs> That's the that's the only thing they've, they've done the match. That's not weird. It's thoroughly normal. <laughs> I don't need it again. Have they done the match with MVP in a shark cage though? <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's doing the face. He's, he's do, right, everyone listening, listen. He's just done a they face. They said, yeah. He's just done a face where it was like, oh, and he made us laugh. <laughs> he, he got there in the end. The force of Wilborn. There you go. Uh, we also got to find out what's going to happen next with Bianca Belair. M- uh, one more match with Becky Lynch or, or move on with her? Yes, I think so. And I'm not against it either. Um, how could you be? Like, uh, Not against all the odds because they're both great in their own way. But like, they had a, f- they had a few that kind of needed rescuing because they'd had it. As we pointed out in this podcast, they'd actually had the feud. And they had to find a new way to do it all over again. And they did it. And they did it better than the last time. The WrestleMania match was amazing. Um, so yeah, if Becky Lynch picks this week to return... Bang game for one more before we move on to actually whatever Bianca Belair is going to do mm. long term with the belt. I've got absolutely no problem with running that back one more time. Right, eh? It was fantastic. Um, look, they're so good in the ring together that it kind of obscures the fact that they didn't tell a story. I saw the Brian Gowards tweet. I was like, oh, funny. I thought the universe would implode because Bianca Belair was ruined. It turns out you should just trust the process. And I'm thinking, piss off. Like, piss off. You can't just pretend that <laughs> this is a really intricate story where everything was kept elusive and they did work together like in different combinations on telly and in pay-per-view like six times mm. last year. No one was hyped for the match. It just happened to really over-deliver to a great extent. But at the same time, even if they're doing another thoroughly boring, repetitive build, they'll rescue on the night because they've both got fantastic in-ring chemistry and they're both absolutely great at this. Mm. So I can't complain about it if in fact we do get it. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, Got the SmackDown review and the AW Rampage review available right now. We'll be back with the Raw review tomorrow. And if you want to suggest something short crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a god-awful Monday Night Raw segment, do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.